African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa. Thank you for joining us uh, on our various platforms. Remember on DSTV, we're on Channel 802 on the audio book. You can stream us live on www.channelafrica.co.za. Hey, I'm sure you like we know that already. Yes, you should know that, uh, that you can find uh, various things on our website uh, from uh, podcasts uh, to the latest news on the African continent. Hey, let's look at what we're discussing today on African Dialogue, where we contextualize the big issues of the day. Let's look at the topic of today, one that we've been following very closely since uh, the uh, removal of uh, the former president al-Bashir, uh, that is the former president of uh, Sudan. That is uh, a developing story. Every week something new actually comes out and there seems to be continuing uncertainty when it comes uh, to the agreements between the civilians and uh, the military. Uh, Just the latest that has come in is the fact that now we're seeing a very interesting dynamic whereby we're seeing the Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi meeting with uh, the ruling transitional uh, military council. Uh, What are the ambitions behind that? We know that uh, still the uh, TMC has been accused of its uh, crackdown on uh, demonstrators. We know just uh, in June there was a lot of criticism around that when we saw a reoccurrence of brutal crackdowns on ordinary citizens then protesters. Uh, so it seems that uh, uh, the a power-sharing deal that was signed on July 17 aimed at forcing a, a kind of union between civilians and military for a transitional process is still under question here. How will we see it unfold? And what does that 17 July political declaration mean? Because it's said to provide an establishment of the joint civilian military transitional ruling body that would install an overall civilian administration. Now, this governing body is said to include six civilians and five generals. Uh, we're seeing some form of um, uh, transformation uh, due to that governing body, or are we still seeing a stalemate? But to help us on this particular subject matter, we're joined by Sabir Ibrahim, our friend here on African Dialogue. They usually help us on these particular issues at the Sudan Liberation Movement in South Africa. Africa. We also have the Sud Institute's director, Jock Maduk Jock, and uh, a new uh, p- uh, panelist in this conversation that we haven't spoken to before is Dr. Mustafa Meheta, who's the head of the Africa Desk at Media Review Network. Thank you all for giving us your time. Let me start with you, Dr. Mustafa Meheta, uh, since you are new to this uh, uh, particular show. Thank you for giving us your time. 
Dr. Matt, are you there with us? Okay, he's not there on the line yet. Let me see if I can get Jacques Maduk, uh, Jacques on the line, the director of the Sud Institute. Uh, Jacques, am I clear from your side? Yes, hi. Uh, thank you for having us once again. Uh, the situation in Sudan has been a, a major concern for all uh, people who are convinced of the need for a pan-African approach to all things African. And so the, what is going on in Khartoum today, the signing of a deal uh, brokered by the African Union and the Prime Minister of Ethiopia, Dr. Abi Ahmed, between uh, what is known as the Transitional Military Council, TMC, and uh, freedom for uh, freedom and change uh, movement, which is a coalition of all the protesters, to strike uh, a deal that uh, brings about uh, power sharing and to end the protest and to try to overhaul all the political woes of Sudan going back 30 years. Uh, is uh, is indeed on the surface of it very promising and uh, somewhat uh, a, a sign that uh, the whole country of Sudan can be rescued from uh, the risk of a total collapse. Mm. Uh, but uh, that, with that said, um, there are so many gaps and holes in the agreement recently reached uh, uh, one of the main holes is that it doesn't have a complete conception of what it will do to settle the the, the various uh, conflicts in Darfur, mm. in Kordofan, sure. in Blue Nile, on the border between Sudan and South Sudan. All of these conflicts that are still raging to this day, in fact, in a robate uh, in Kordofan, just the other day, a mysterious group of people attacked people in the mm. market mm. and killed scores of people, uh, showing that uh, regardless of whatever agreement will be reached in Khartoum, the Sudanese people will continue to suffer and die. And that is a major concern. Another hole in that agreement is that uh, many of the protesters, the members uh, of the uh, professional associations mm. and civil society and political parties who are party to this agreement, don't seem convinced that this agreement is mm. actually the end to the crisis of Sudan. All right, I'll come back to you. Let me go to the Dr. Mustafa Mehta, the head of the Africa Desk, uh, the Me- Media Review Network. Uh, Dr. Mehta, thank you for also giving us your time. Welcome to African Dialogue. Um, good morning. Um, thank you very much for having me. Uh, we just heard there from Jock Maduk Jock, who's the director of the Sud um, Institute, Dr. Mehta, the fact that there seems to be holes in uh, this uh, particular political declaration that was signed on the 17th of July by uh, the civilian group and the, the um, military um, transitional uh, grouping. I wanted to know from you in terms of this particular political declaration, do we know what's in it and how it provides a transitional template for Sudan? 
Yeah, the the agreement that was signed uh, uh, by the military, you know, junta and uh, the pro-democracy, you know, forces is is very much uh, skewed in favour of the the military. And uh, yes. Uh, they do have, you know, the, the civilians uh, on that uh, 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 agreement, you know, giving them room, you know, to, to take part in, 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 in this so-called uh, uh, ruling. Uh, but but I, I, I examining, you know, the, the, the agreement itself, one sees that it, 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 it is mm. very much, you know, in favor of you know the military the military how, how so doctor pardon i was asking how so is it a pro uh, the military well the, the 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 military have an upper hand if you look at it and even the period you know given to the military you know men who will come in first uh, Chairing, you know, the 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 the, the, the what call, uh, is much more than the period that is given to to the civilian, you know, uh, 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 chair. Okay, and besides, this is still the military. This is still the military uh, in power. The military yields, you know, much much power. Just uh, 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 yesterday, uh, Hamati, you know, the the, the 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 guy who who is the second, you know, in in, in the military junta, was in, in in Cairo, meeting with who? We all know who he he, he was meeting with, and that was general, you know, uh, or field marshal at Sisi. And uh, why is it is it a coincidence that on the on on on, on the eve of him meeting uh, General Sisi, we have five people killed, students, students who were peacefully demonstrating in northern Kordofan uh, uh, against prices, you know, food, and they get shot. Mm. I don't think it's a coincidence. Well, uh, that's a, a worrying, a worrying factor there. But uh, let's go to Sabir Ibrahim from the Sudan Liberation Movement in South Africa. Uh, the last time we spoke, Sabir, uh, we were still at this particular point where we were hoping that uh, we'd see some form of way forward with this uh, latest development of uh, the proclamation uh, declaration about uh, or the political uh, declaration rather but uh, we've uh, seen uh, rather a lot of things that show us on the ground that uh, there's little hope uh, uh, after this particular signing of this declaration, especially what was cited there by Dr. Mheta. The fact that, yes, uh, we've just uh, seen and read about the killings of those young protesters uh, who were protesting against uh, the rising costs of food and and just uh, uh, commodities in the country. And there were 
were just to kill the students themselves, peaceful students in El Obeid. Uh, what are your thoughts around when we see a different picture on the ground? However, uh, the political dialogue now seems to be at a different place. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the listener. And, and I would like just to add to bank what, what my, our brother Jack said, uh, that uh, uh, we, need, we need to change, uh, to look for a different approach for changing the solution, to look for solution in Sudan crisis. Because uh, this crisis is not a Sudanese and Sudanese crisis. The external factors are the one confusing all of us. The external factors, and I put it precisely, the Cairo, uh, Riyadh, and, 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 and Abu Dhabi. Okay, elaborate on that for our listeners who might not understand uh, okay. um, now, that well, context. Let me put it this way. Sure. Thus, the external factors have got interest to keep military power in Khartoum. While they have interest to keep military power in Khartoum because they have more than 30,000 Sudanese troops they are sending to Yemen to fight in there. And they knew that if there is a, a, a civilian government took power in Khartoum, this deal might be end up in problems. And all these troops should come, come back home because we don't have a problem with the Yemenians. Those are internal problems of the Yemenians. So have to solve their own problems. So why become like a militia in the other countries fighting for their own problems? Mm. So that's why what I'm saying, the chaotic violence, it is still continue. And those the agreements, we talk about the agreement declaration of political declaration, is meaningless. Yesterday, day before yesterday, they killed in Newton young guys, students. Five of them they killed and shoot to kill. So our crisis is based, and I go, let us, we need to go back to our point that, you know, we need to solve the problem, African solution to African problems. We need the African intervention here to solve this problem. Otherwise, we end up in totally chaos in Khartoum, mm. uh, precise in Khartoum. Yeah. And we in Sudan People Liberation Movement, we say it very clear. We never engage in peace with a military. We need a civilian responsible government in Khartoum. Then we can talk about peace. Clear. Mm. All right, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back to you when we come back, uh, Sabir, in terms of uh, what you're saying there, in terms of a needed African um, uh, intervention and solution, as you were suggesting. It seems like we've heard uh, little from the African Union when it comes to Sudan, and that intervention hasn't been as robust as uh, we would historically would love to to see things unfolding, especially with the international attention that Sudan is getting and also the continuing deaths of innocent lives in the country but we'll look at that after this break I am an African I owe my being to the hills and the valleys the mountains and the glades the rivers the deserts the trees the flowers the seas and the ever-changing seasons that define the face of our native land Masterclass Africa, where great minds connect. An explorative one-on-one talk show that seeks to tackle issues of leadership and consciousness on the African continent and around the world. Masterclass comes to you every Friday at 800 to 900 Central African Time. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective.
22 minutes past 11 o'clock Central African time. Thank you for being with me, Benjamin Mushatama, right here on Channel Africa. You're listening to African Dialogue. We're at 1100 hours from Monday to Friday. We look at the big issues of the African continent. Well, today we're focusing on Sudan very timely because as was highlighted by our guests today, all of them citing the fact that just yesterday we saw four students being killed in El Bay who were protesting against rising prices in that country and a story that just shows that there's still a lot of things on the ground that are taking place in the country that are worrying especially the fact that the country is still trying to embark on this transitional process well it claims to actually be in a transitional process and just before the break Sabir was speaking around to the fact that we need an African solution for transformation in the country let me come back to you Sabir because I cited the fact that maybe someone would say I'm wrong to the the fact that the African Union has done little and has been mummed to this particular situation. But uh, we know that uh, just uh, a few months ago, around June, that the African Union suspended Sudan and was demanding a civilian-led transitional authority. That suspension in the African Union, how important was it, or do you think more has to be done from an AU level to intervene with the Sudan situation? I, I, I think let us not fool ourselves with these issues of African Union suspension Sudan. It happened before they suspend Egypt. What happened to Egypt? You see, the military are controlling Egypt. You know what I'm saying? So these issues of African Union suspending African countries, it is, it is just buying time. They say 15 days. 15 days is elapsed. They say 30 days. The 30 days is elapsed. What is happening? What they are doing? We still have a military controlling the Sudan. And what they are doing is just a deep service. And mm-hmm. the Egyptians have got the power, because have got the power to push the agenda of, of the external factors. Mm-hmm. More than three billion dollars have been pushed to those militaries for the last three, for the last three months, mm-hmm. from the Saudi Arabia and Emirates. Why are they giving the money? Those are not eligible. It's not eligible government so to give them money to support the Sudanese. Mm-hmm. So the external factors are pushing the agenda even powerful than even the African Union. The African Union is a toilet. To do anything crucial about Sudan, and I believe what I see in that you know, is the Egypt scenario is going to be happen in Sudan. The same what happened in Egypt it will happen in Sudan. Okay. Whether we like it or not. Let, let, let me move on to you, Jock. What are your thoughts around that AU move uh, that called for immediate effect uh, suspension, uh, especially with the AU yeah. activities? Um, do you think that made a bit of a difference? Did that change the trajectory of things? Because that's where, after that, we saw a real push for um, uh, this particular deal. Um, what more can be done on AU level? Is it uh, not enough what the AU has already done? John? Uh, thank you. Uh, and then I, yes, 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 sir. Um, first of all, let me state that... Uh, when, when the protesters were attacked and killed on June 3rd, 2019, it was on the heels of the TMC visit to UAE, to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and to Cairo, Egypt. Upon return, they ordered the killing of people. Second, 
the other day, on the heels of the signing of the agreement, Hameti, the second in command, the former uh, commander of the notorious Janjaweed, uh, traveled to Cairo, and upon his return, people got killed. So what is here? What, what can we learn from this? What we can learn from this is that Khartoum is being directed from Abu Dhabi, from uh, Riyadh, and from Cairo. Which means what? Sudan is being seen by the global powers as an Arab country whose issues can only be resolved in Arab capitals and not in Africa. The AU has now the honor of deciding either to be involved in Sudan as an African country or declare itself incapable of uh, sol solving the issues of Sudan as an Arab country. This is something that the African leaders, the AU, the Prime Minister of Ethiopia, the President of South Sudan, the rest of the East African and Horn of Africa countries have to decide whether Sudan is a foreign country as far as they are concerned. But if Sudan is a member of the regional organizations, including uh, COMESA, including the IGAD, if Sudan is a member of these countries, these countries have a say and they have to speak up on behalf of the Sudanese people against the atrocities that are being conducted currently at the behest of the Arab countries. Which way do we go? Mm. Africa has to speak. Okay. You know, there's a contrasting issue here, Dr. Mieta, because some people would argue that uh, it is nothing uh, out of the ordinary uh, for the TMC to go to Egypt. And because, um, you know, Abdel Fattah al-Sisi is not just uh, the president of Egypt currently, but he's also the chair of the AU Commission. Um, so maybe people could say he's there on, they're there on that particular double fold capacity and maybe there is some form of intervention from an AU level because Abdel Fattah El-Sisi can't currently be separated from the AU completely. Yes, uh, 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 some people can think, you know, along those lines, but look at the, uh, is, is, is it a coincidence that uh, General Hamati, you know, flies into Cairo and uh, people get killed, students for that matter. Uh, what kind of advice do you think General Al-Sisi can give, you know, to him? Yes, we know he's uh, currently the chair of the African Union, but we have a wrong person in that, you know, uh, position. This is my view. Look at what, the way he treats his own people in his own country. You know, Egypt is clamping down on, 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 on any dissent from his citizens. Journalists are killed, arrested, etc. And then and, and we see this, you know, being replicated in, 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 in Sudan. Uh, Imagine yesterday, the acting governor of North uh, Kordofan, Mohamed Khidri, Mohamed Hamid, he told Al-Arabiya Al TV 
when he was asked why, you know, this incident. And he says, um, there has been a, f a slight friction between protesters and security forces. Is that a slight friction? People's lives, students for that matter, has been lost. And, and, and the leader of that, you know, province says uh, 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 it's a slight, you know, friction. What, 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 what does he mean? Mm. Slight friction. It can't be a, a slight friction. These people's lives, mm. you know? And uh, for that matter, and then he says, no, he, he couldn't confirm who opened fire. And uh, therefore, he was going to set up a committee to investigate. Mm. Oh, where did those students get the guns from? Mm. Who has the guns? It's the security forces and the militias who are commanded by this very uh, uh, general Hamati. So, for one to say that he went there perhaps you know to get information or to get you know advice mm -hmm. on how to 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 solve this, and then we see bloodshed on the streets of Sudan. Ah, I don't buy into that. Personally, I don't buy into that. Jock, uh, you know, let's let's speak about this general that uh, uh, Dr. Mheta has uh, great criticisms against. Uh, that's General Mohammed Hamdan Dagalo, who is uh, known as Hameti, as was cited there by uh, Dr. Mheta. Who is this man? And, I mean, right now, as was suggested by Dr. Mheta, he has the view that he's not the right guy for a transitional season for the country? Oh, yes. Uh, let me first uh, say that, and this is something uh, that all Sudanese people are talking about today, about Hameti. Having Hameti in power today is simply a reincarnation of al-Bashir as, as the ruler of Sudan. You know, by another name. So that that is very clear. Hameti himself, of course, is a man who rose on the backs of poor people of Darfur and Kordofan when he commanded what has now become known as the Rapid Support Force. But the Rapid Support Force has its origins in what was known as Al Janjaweed, which in Arabic means the devil on horse. Uh, these were the forces that, ra that, that laid waste to Darfur. They were the ones deployed on the northern part of what had become South Sudan and committed genocide. And Hameti himself is now on record saying that uh, he, they have reached a point of no return in terms of uh, the atrocities they have committed and how much blood is on their hands, that if they give in to the idea of a, a civilian leadership, it means that their necks will be on the chopping board. So it is either you carry on in the same manner of brutal atrocities against civilians, uh, or you surrender to being persecuted. So that is the, the real issue that led to difficulties in signing a peace agreement between FCC and TMC. Uh, the TMC saying that we must have a say 
there were two things in that agreement that have become the sticking point to this day, despite the signing. One of them is the TMC does not want the parliament to have a say on anything to do with the transition from, uh, from the interim period to the elections, because they know if the, if the parliament has a say on anything, they will change the law in order to, uh, to make provisions for accountability uh, for the crimes that were committed in mm, various mm, parts mm, of mm. the Sudan. Uh, or, and the second issue is that the agreement must not include anything to do with amnesty for the crimes mm. committed during this period. Mm. So he, as you can see, Hameti and all his, uh, 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 his colleagues on the TMC don't want to account for their actions and they don't want the parliament representing the Sudanese people to have a say on the transitional period. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, as you can hear there from our guest, the Jacques Maduk, Jacques, who's uh, describing the head of uh, the military as a reincarnation of sorts of al-Bashir. That's a a worrying, worrying sight, if uh, that is to be believed as true. Let's take a quick break. What's the way forward, then? We've exhausted the UN... uh, um, uh, kind of interventions the African solution we've been talking about how the AU is not uh, actually robust in this particular issue so where else do we go what other interventions need to be entertained in this regard hey let's take a quick break it is a frustrating topic isn't it but uh, we'll conclude after this Bringing you Monday Motivation, Life by Design, sets you on a path to discover your purpose. In each and every one of us, there is a purpose engraved. It is up to an individual to realize that purpose. Join me, Amanda Machaga, on Life by Design, where I will be talking to people who share their journey on how they discover their purpose with a hope to inspire you, our listener, to live your life by design. Tune in to Life by Design for your dose of Monday Motivation. Every Monday at 8 a.m. Central African time and repeats at 2 a.m. the following day. Life by Design, be the architect of your life only on Channel Africa, the African perspective. Tune in to Vision 2030 with Una Pateke and Tabila Masugu, the new show revolving around the Sustainable Development Goals and Agenda 2030. Every Tuesday, 10 to 11 a.m. Central African Time. Connect with us on all social media platforms at Channel Africa One, hashtag Vision 2030. Yeah, you're listening to us right here on Channel Africa. Thank you for joining us on www.channelafrica.co.za and on DSTV channel. We're on Channel 802 on the audio bouquet. Thank you for joining us on our various platforms. Well, as I mentioned before the break, this is a frustrating topic, but that does not mean that we should shy away from it or we should be indifferent to the plight of the Sudan people. They are brothers and sisters. Therefore, we should also not just uh, uh, see the complexity as something that should be avoided. And sometimes we do that with African issues, don't we? We think something is so complex and then we think it's something that we'll deal with a little bit later while that situation is worsening. And I think there is a delay with this particular matter, as was highlighted by Sabir earlier on. And uh, let me come to you, Dr. Mheta. Um, 
the AU issue has been one that uh, we've seen just uh, kind of uh, a lot of contradictions in there. Number one, um, you guys have been citing the ties between the military and uh, the chair of uh, the AU Commission, uh, LCC. Uh, that's a big contradiction there. So I'm not sure if uh, the AU solution is the, the way here. Uh, the UN has limitations and uh, they very much uh, can only come into a country uh, through interventions of uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, you know dip- diplomatic interventions, and they also have been limited. If now we're seeing this uh, power sharing deal falling away, yeah. and it seems like the trend is showing that. So where do we go from here, Dr. Mheta? I'm I'm one of those people who is well known, you know, for uh, 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 criticizing the African Union. The African Union has a, 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 a always seen, you know, this mantra that African, you know, solutions to African problems, and 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 yet we don't see them, you know, providing that. Uh, surely, uh, it was up to the African Union to really get tough with the military junta and put a lot of pressure on them that if power is not returned soon into civilian hands, the country will remain under sanctions and, and, and suspended from the, from, the, from the African Union. And we are not seeing that. They quickly, you know, run, you know, and, 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 and acknowledge, you know, fake, you know, promises sometimes made, you know, by these people. And yet you can actually see that the interests of, you know, the peace, you know, the interest of the people in, in, in Sudan is not taken into consideration by the junta. The ruling military junta is receiving orders from elsewhere, from Riyadh, Abu Dhabi, Cairo, and I would add also to that from the Zionists, because they have interest in Sudan. And uh, we are seeing that. So the African Union is not doing anything, you know, something, you know, tangible that we can say, well, they've been tough here and they've put a lot of pressure. You know, we really need to see the African Union in action here. And they must be true to what they always saying. Hmm. So what and do you mean in action? What must they do? They can suspend Sudan. Sudan should have actually remained, you know, suspended and sanctions, you know, in place until they return to civilian rule. It should have been so. But they quickly, you know, throw in the towel and, and, and think that these people, the soldiers, are... are, are are honest people. They are not honest people. They have their interests to protect. Some of them are tainted, uh, uh, they have blood on their hands, and, 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 and therefore they, they, they would want, you know, they would do anything, you know, to scatter uh, uh, um, progress, you know, towards, you know, civilian uh, uh, rule in Sudan. And those countries, you know, in, in, in the Gulf, they are using the Sudan, the Sudanese, we know that. They are just using them 
uh, to fight their proxy wars there, their wars there, that they, they don't even know. And, and a few people are paid also, not money coming to the country. A few people benefiting mm. a few, you know, uh, people like mm. Hamati and, 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 and the other generals. That should, you know, uh, 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 be put you know, to a stop. And I think the African Union should uh, 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 really be tough with Sudan. Mm. All right. Let me give uh, Jock a final say there. Jock, in, in a minute, your way forward. Yes. Um, if, if there is still a, a semblance of uh, conviction about the need for a pan-African solution to problems facing the continent, let me make a shout-out to all my brothers and sisters across this continent that uh, when one of us is ailing, we all ail. That the Sudanese people have taught not just Africa, but the entire globe, a lesson in what may be termed as political civilization. The idea that so many people can brave the streets of Sudan that are awash with machine guns and all of that, mm. including women, all mm. women, mm. including 10-year-old girls mm. going onto the street. That mm. is not unhe- that is unheard of. Yeah. For people to be so convinced and be so clear about what they want and what their country should be like, which is a country full of freedom, a country that has uh, the citizens uh, dictating what their their rulers should be like. Mm. That is something that Africa can emulate. And there are, God knows there are many African countries living under similar situations. Mm. And they can learn, they can take a, 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 a leave or two from the Sudanese people. Right. So what I'm saying is that yeah. the Sudanese revolution is African revolution, and we should support it because it will not end in Khartoum. It will bring about change in all our capitals around the world. Don't let the Arabs dictate what happens in Sudan because Sudan is us. We are Sudan. All right, I'm going to take a. I'm going to say goodbye uh, to our uh, guests there, and uh, what uh, almost uh, a form of poetry from Jock there in his response. But uh, that poetry is not uh, something that's light. I'm sure in, in in his heart, and also in terms of the realities on the ground in Sudan, it is a real issue uh, that needs intervention. But hey, we'll watch the space and see what unfolds in uh, the months to come. But I'd like to thank Sabir Ibrahim, representative of the Sudan Liberation Movement in South Africa. Also thank Jacques Maduk Jock, who ended this discussion. He's the director of the Sud Institute. Lastly but not least, we made a new friend today. That's Dr. Mustafa Mheta, who is the head of the Africa Desk at the Media Review Network. I thank you all for giving us your views. Thank you, sir. Good day. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother.